joined by our Head of Faith and Wellbeing, Kath Butler, who I'm very keen to chat all things within the wellbeing space here at Fairhome. To kick it off, Kath, can you explain how the pastoral care system works here at Fairhome? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. It is such an important area for us to talk about. Um, we are really grounded in connection at Fairhome. Uh, so the, I guess the idea for us here is that every girl should feel connected to others and feel connected to staff and also have a really strong sense of belonging to the school. You know, that this is her place. This is where she belongs. Um, so to foster that, we have every girl as a member of a home group. Um, and a home group is a small group of students, about 12 to 15 students. Um, and they're a mix of ages. So they're kind of vertically, they come together in the middle and senior school, it's grade seven, eight, nine, or grade 10, 11, 12 in a home group. And that's just really so that they can develop and, and facilitate that deep connection. Um, the structure is led and it's held together by the heads of subschools and the head of each of the houses. Um, so I guess we just hope that every girl is able to develop a connection to a caring adult who can and does journey with them in a pastorally supportive way. So the home group, um, tell me a little bit more about that. How many times do the girls meet a week um, in their home group? And mm. um, you mentioned that it's year seven to nine and then um, year 10, 11, 12 together. Yeah. Yeah, just tell me how many times a, a week and what do these kind of groups look like? Yeah, so I have about 15 girls in my group and I have a group that's comprised of years 10, 11 and 12 girls. Um, and we meet... Every day I'll see them in some capacity. So sometimes that just could be because we'll sit together in an assembly or sit together during a chapel service. But on every Monday and every Wednesday, we'll meet in a room in the school together. Um, yesterday, we each had a different conversation question that we shared the answer to in the group. So it just builds a sense of community. Um, we get to know each other really well. And we have some times when we're going to play games together. So today, oh, sorry, on well, a couple of days, we're going to actually uh, play this new game together that some of the girls really love. So they're going to bring it in and, and we're going to just laugh and have fun together and enjoy that space for about 25 minutes. Yeah. And so did I get that right, that it's 7, 8, 9 are grouped together and then 10, 11, 12? Yeah. So our middle school home groups are made up of girls in grade 7, 8, 9 and our senior school home groups are made up of girls in grade 10, 11 and 12. And how important um, is home group? You know, I think the girls really look forward to that time spending it together and, and I think I've actually spoken to some of the middle school girls in year 9 who have kind yeah. of started in grade 7 yeah. and now that they're the top of the group, yeah. like it's really nice that they um, have made connections throughout those yeah. three years as well. It is. It's so important. It really is the foundation of our whole system of pastoral care and well-being because that is where they have the strongest sense of connection by and large. Um, and every year girls tell us through surveys that they do, um, particularly in grades 9 and grade 12, which I guess are, are key points in their schooling every year they say one of their highlights one of the best parts about fair home is their home group and is the sense of connection that they have with their home group teacher but also with the other girls in their home group does yeah. the home group teacher I guess lead the session or is it led by the girls no it's usually directed by a home group teacher 
but there's a strong sense of collaboration there. So in some groups, girls will bring in a game or they'll say, or can we do this next lesson or can we do this or that, whatever it is um, that they're wanting to do. Um, It's overseen by the home group teacher, but it really can look quite different from group to group. Can you give any examples of, you know, girls who have probably came to home group feeling, you know, maybe new to the school, feeling a little bit down, and then by the end of the session, you can really see a difference in their emotions? Yeah, that happens, I think, within sessions, but it also happens beautifully when you talk to girls who might come at the beginning of grade 10 and then leave at the end of grade 12, and they'll say things like, thank you so much to all of you because you were really my family. Yeah, definitely it does brighten the day for some girls. Um, like I said, it's oft, sometimes in that one day, but it also you see it over a long period of time, just how important some of those connections can be. And um, moving on, how do we support the mental health and well-being of our students outside of the home group, I guess you could say? Yeah, well, outside of the home group, um, again, I guess it is just in all that we do through promoting a sense of connection. But we do uh, take a moment, I guess, to have our scheduled lessons. So we have Thrive, which is a wellbeing program that all girls do from seven to 12. Um, They really have these lessons that are aimed at developing the skills and the strategies of what it means to have good wellbeing, to have great mindset. Um, We also have scheduled times, of course, in the girls' timetables where they have some physical activity because we know that's really important for wellbeing. They have opportunities for stillness and greater awareness. So whether that's um, having a session where they practice mindfulness in Thrive or in Christian education, um, we also teach about gratitude and really have a strong focus on service so the girls can develop that idea of journeying with other people. And it also is a great perspective taker when you can really engage um, in helping other people and learning about what life is like for different people within our community and the broader Toowoomba community and even broader Australia issues. And then of course the world when we can kind of get back to that overseas travel post COVID, which will be fantastic. Um, so there's lots of different ways that we, I guess, encourage the girls to work on their well-being so that they can re- be really proactive um, and have a, a preventative mindset, I guess, so that the wheels don't fall off and it doesn't become a catastrophic event. But we also know that it's sometimes just super helpful to have girls be able to discuss what's happening for them with um, someone who is quite knowledgeable and able to be trusted and a more confidential space perhaps. And so we do have um, two social workers who work at Fairhome. We have Miss Walton um, and then our head of wellbeing and boarding, Mrs. Catons. And they're great people who the girls can just go and sit with and discuss what might be happening for them in this space and be able to develop some really great strategies. Um, Yeah, so those ladies are both just great resources for the girls to be able to improve their own mental health and wellbeing. Kath, you touched on service there. It's such a big thing here at Fairhome, which is absolutely amazing and one of the things that I really love about um, the college here. Can you just tell me a little bit more about um, how we encourage service and giving back and and what that actually means to um, someone when they do give back to the community? Yeah, I guess, you know, for so long we think about service as 
embarking on you know, feeding the homeless or cooking for people or you know going and helping with homework help or working with refugees all fabulous activities that girls can do and many girls do sign up and go and participate in those activities and we really definitely encourage that and we try and provide as many opportunities as we can as many staff as we have to uh, facilitate those opportunities for our students but I we also um, try and encourage the girls to remember that they can just walk through life with a mindset of being giving to others, whether it's with the words they use, the time they give, their resources that they have, the advocacy that they use um, because of their agency. So um, there's lots of different ways that girls can give and we really want them to develop that mindset when they're at Fairhome of I do these actions, which are giving actions and serving other people or serving other groups, um, but I can also do actions in my everyday life that are kind, that are generous, that are um, thinking about other people and their needs. Um, and that's so important, I think. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. Um, now, what data are we seeing within the wellbeing space? There's been a, such a massive shift in the last um, you know, few years. Yeah, yeah. Can you give us some figures or data on that? Yeah. we. Um, it's really interesting when you do look at the data and there are some ways in which we're seeing our fair home students mirroring the national or the state data for females and there are other areas in which we're seeing there's a bit of a divergence for our students at fair home so it's really important that we have engaged with the mission australia youth survey over the last few years um, and the great thing about engaging with that survey is they give us a school report so we can see the aggregate of responses here from fair home and then we can benchmark that against the average responses from females across queensland and even the national picture um, so that's really helpful um, for us in our planning. Um, it's interesting to note, I think, for females here at Fairhome, we had 180 respondents of the over 15-year age group here, and they really fed back that for them, the top three concerns for them that they see in their lives are their ability to cope with stress, uh, body image concerns, and then school or study study problems. Um, so they're the top three concerns for young women. Um, they then have some concerns around mental health. Um, and we also have the data that they're telling us when there's an important issue in their life, perhaps unsurprisingly for a lot of us, most of them would go first to friends. Um, so it's an interesting, I guess, piece of information for us to be confirmed a lot of the data that we get really just confirms what we already suspect or what we think we're seeing. So it's good for us to see the data and, and for that to tell us, yes, you know, the things that we are seeing are actually the things that they are also saying are concerns for them. Yeah, and how does that, how, you know, grabbing that survey and the, and the data information, how, do we, how has it affected or formed our approach to wellbeing here at Fairhome? Yeah, I think it, it confirms that a lot of the things that we're doing are good things to do for our students. Um, it's really important for us to look at, say, the data around um, the, the percentage of girls who self-report ever having had a mental health concern. And it's good for us to know that we are well and truly above the state average of girls who if they've experienced a mental health concern, they've then done something about it. So it tells us that we've got students who have healthy help-seeking behaviours, that they're not afraid to step forward 
and ask for help. And so that's a really positive piece of information for us. And it's precious for us to know that and to hold it dear and not to do anything that could compromise that. But at the same time, then you look at, well, of the girls who haven't actually sought help, what was a barrier for them? And it's interesting for us to note that we were significantly above the state average in numbers of young females who saw stigma as a barrier for them receiving help. So it's great for us to then go, okay, well, within our school community, how are we breaking down barriers? How are we making sure that there isn't a stigma around help seeking, particularly around getting help from professionals, um, those health professionals, which are so important for young women who may be feeling like they're having a mental health episode or a struggle in their lives with their mental health. Um, it also informs us because we then look at the top personal concerns for the girls and we see, okay, coping with stress is a significant concern for young people, a self-reported concern for them. And so then we look at, okay, well, where in our programs, um, in our curriculums, are we offering them the opportunity to learn about stress reduction strategies? We also wonder about things within our just general program of school life, what that looks like for girls um, and whether there are ways that we can... Um, offer opportunities for stress reduction, whether that's through physical activity or through stillness opportunities. I know that Miss Walton, our social worker, runs a few crocheting clubs during a few lunch times, which are just great for that, just sitting around stress reduction, mindful activity. Um, but also Miss Walton runs a few opt-in sessions for girls around well-being for success, looking at ways the girls can learn mindfulness, think about their eating, think about their sleep, develop great sleep strategies and sleep hygiene. Um, and then also another program that I guess the data leads us to wanting to implement is peer skills support because we know that young people talk to their friends when they have a problem. And so because young people talk to their friends, how great would it be if your friend has good skills in understanding what's happening for you and then connecting you into the support that you need? You know, we, we all know the wellbeing space is um, shifting all the time, but what's our vision here at Fairhome? Well, I think our vision is ultimately that girls would have a flourishing sense of their own well-being and care deeply about the well-being of people around them. And that alludes to the desire that we have for girls to be connected and caring individuals who have a sense of gratitude and hope, meaning and purpose for their future. So I guess in one sense, there's this grandiose vision that is enacted in a, a granular way on a daily basis. And it begins with connection so that every girl feels connected to each other. Every girl um, feels connected to a significant an adult in here at the school. Obviously, we, we hope and we trust that she's feeling connected to a significant adult in her family. Um, but we know too that yeah, having those connections here at Fairhome are really important to develop that sense of belonging um, and to be able to discuss what's happening for her. Um, like I wrote in the article recently, we know that the connection between well-being and learning is strong. So if students aren't feeling well in their lives, if they don't have a sense of connection, a sense of purpose, if they don't have that sense of, of meaning in life that's being developed, then they're unable to learn in an effective way in the classroom. Um, so they need those connections with their teachers, but they also need to have you know, regulation of their emotions. So. You know, we do the best that we can do. We are a school, not a mental health service, but we do care deeply, I guess, about their well-being. And so our vision for the future, really our vision for Girls at Fair Home is that we continue to work on this connectedness so that the girls 
um, have a strong sense of belonging here at Fairhome, but also the skills and the strategies to be able to cope well with life challenges. Because we know, you know, well-being, it's not a black and white science. It's not a linear progression. If you do these things, you will automatically feel well or be flourishing. But we do know that the more helpful things we do in this space, then the more likely we are to flourish and we're more likely to have students who have a sense of flourishing. Yeah. Just some advice for um, parents and students. Um, yeah, for someone who may be struggling, you know, new to the school or um, just not feeling their self. What are some of the, the top tips, do you think, that um, or advice for parents and students? Well, I think it's always a great place to remember that if you have noticed any change at all, the first and most important thing to do is to get in touch with someone about that. Um, and here at the school, there are so many people you could talk to, your head of sub-school, um, you could get in touch directly with the school um, social worker with Miss Walton, or even just the home group teacher. Just talk to someone about what you're observing in the home and reach out for some support. Um, naturally, there are great contacts within our community and we would assume everyone's connected in with a GP or someone who they can talk to and, and maybe have a referral to go and see a, a psychologist or a social worker or someone um, who either the parent can talk to or the student can go and talk to about what's happening or what's changed for them. Um, but, I, you know, it's a funny one, Catherine, because, you know, I'm a mum and I've got two children and our household is busy and I feel like if someone said to me, oh, make sure you're doing all these things for well-being, it's just so overwhelming. And so, you know, we all know that eating well and getting physical activity and having great mindset and opportunities for gratitude in our day, like they're all such good things. Yeah. But if someone says, make sure you're doing all these things for well-being, it kind of makes us roll our eyes a little bit. So I would just say that in order to maintain good well-being, it does, I think, begin with connection. Um, and with even just in our car rides, seeking to make our language around gratitude um, and perspective taking, I think there's some really great things that we can do within our families for well-being. Um, and perhaps easier things to do than you know overhauling our diet or addressing our sleep hygiene which are great and important things to do as well but um you know the small things can often make a big difference can't they so um yeah i think if things are not going so well or you're a little worried about a change you might be seeing early intervention is key um, and so reach out and look for the support and we can definitely help with uh supportive people in our toowoomba community um, but if, you know, if you're not yet worried about things or you haven't noticed any changes, it's still a great time and probably the most important time to be working on those preventative strategies. Such an important space. And I think Fairhome does such a, yeah, an amazing job. You and your team, um, yeah, are just so passionate for the yeah. girls here. And, um, yeah, you can see that every day. So, yeah. yeah, thank you. I think it just is really so important that we continue to have that connection also with families. And so I think we're always really eager to hear from families um, and to continue learning into how we can do this better and, and to have great connections with families. So you know, I'd really encourage families to reach out and, and to ask questions about wellbeing support, about preventative wellbeing approaches that we have. So really keen to hear from anyone who would love to be active in this space with us. Awesome. Thanks, Catherine. Thanks, Catherine. At Home Podcast. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha